0: Channing, one big thing that people first of all, like your lips are so dry. Are you okay? <laughs> you
1: want some water? I did drink water. Do you they want have some more? Yes. We're not used to this humidity out here. Humidity wins
2: that great. The NFL is back, and FanDuel Sportsbook is celebrating with 40 to 1 odds on any week one game. Who doesn't want to win 200 dollars on a $5 bet? This is no Hail Mary. It's that simple. New customers get 40 to 1 odds when you place your first wager on any team to win. Vandal is sports betting made simple. The app is so easy to use. Plus, when you win, you'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. To get you started, here's who I'm taking for my week one 40 to 1 bet Rams over the Bears. Obviously, week one, Sunday night football. You've got the first night, first game in SoFi Stadium, Matt Stafford. I know there's a lot of conversation about the quarterback situation with the Bears. I'm taking the hometown Rams. Hey, offers like this, they're just one of the many reasons I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. Number one rated sportsbook app in America. Easy to use, safe and secure, fast payouts. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. They're always hooking you up with exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more. Just sign up with promo code ROADTRIPPIN and you could win $200 on a $5 bet. That's promo code Road tripping exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 years and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, or Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $200. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in-site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires in 14 days after receipt. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1 800 NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP in all caps to 53342 in Arizona.
0: Special edition of road tripping. I'm Richard Jefferson hosting, so you know this is going to be weird. I'm just replacing Ali Clifton, who's got a little bit of a break right now. But we're so excited to be a part of the FanDuel Sportsbook launch here in Arizona. And with that, we have two amazing. Well, Channing's here too, but no one cares about that. We have two amazing guests, Cam <laughs> Johnson and James Jones, AKA Champ. How you doing, Champ? I'm great. Good to see you, RJ. That was good to see. You. We're gonna talk over. We're gonna talk over the young fella here. When some Thank
3: you, thank you for having he's me. He's 25.
0: He's 25. I know. He's, I know. He, was, he, was he did 25. his homework. He did his 25. homework. I he got drafted. He was like, he was I'm crazy like, how I didn't like, age. I'll say like, 25 no, my whole like, career. No, I was like, I didn't know they drafted people that old, right? Unless you were like from Africa. It was like Dikembe, who was like said he was, said, you know, Serge Ibaka. No, these aren't. These nah, jokes aren't funny. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's always rumors about how old, how old some of these guys you, you are. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Thanks for not lying, Cam.
3: <laughs> of course.
0: Thanks for not lying.
3: I don't think I could hide it. No, no,
0: no. no so no. Every, you had a well-documented history. Yeah. Do you know anything about Cam's history? I want know. I went to North Carolina. Do you know where he started at?
1: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I know Cam got a jumper in the NBA. He I got like a weapon. I'll be honest. I don't like college basketball except for the University of Arizona. Fair. I think it's unrealistic. It's uh, I think it's just it doesn't relate as much. But I thought, Cam, watching you your rookie year to where you are now, I've seen big progression. I thought you were huge for them to be the Suns to be successful last year. So all what you did in college does not matter to me. So <laughs> <laughs> not one bit. I don't Fair. care if you won four championships. <laughs> who you are in college is not who you are in the NBA. And you're a winner in the NBA, which is all that matters.
0: That is all that matters. But he did have one of the coolest draft moments of all time that didn't include him. He had one, like literally one of the coolest draft, but like, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Kobe. What? Yeah, Kobe. When Kobe was just like, wow. What? Yeah. They, oh. he was talking about Cam getting drafted. Yeah. That's one of the coolest. Oh, I've seen tra- that. I never knew who he was talking <laughs> about. I <laughs> <laughs> was going
3: really awesome. wow.
1: I think the draft right. is, is awesome. It's awesome. I hope, you know, no, but Sorry, as a turner, t- I'm a, just like, okay, that, cool, he might g- get traded, so why am I hype, So, <laughs> yeah. let see if you can play for real
0: or not. True. But that's not the chanting, when we are when, when you're young. And oh, you're, it's you're, the best. It's the best. Like, it's when you best. get old and jaded, you're right. like, I don't know why these kids are excited. They're going to get <laughs> traded in a couple the <laughs> years. Greatest it is it is
4: greatest the greatest moment ever. The greatest moment When you got drafted to New York, you were excited, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, you was. What about
1: when you got traded from New York? Yeah. Ooh, I was I was sort of excited. Because it was a new chance, and I actually got to play with James, right? And that was weird. He was the only year he didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I
4: know. But we had talent on that team. A really good team.
1: Right? And not to go off on a tangent, and I know it's the sun stuff, but, like, I try to tell people about how good Brandon Roy was. Yeah.
0: Right. He was absolutely – You had to be there to see it in person. So someone like, – I, like, I got a little bit of heat when I, I, I referenced Cade Cunningham. Like, when you watch him play, I'm not saying he's like Brandon Roy, right. but when you watch his pace of play, like, he's not, like, moving super fast. He's super under control, understands the flow of game. Like, Brandon Roy used to cook people, and, like, people would just always be like, how is he How is he doing <laughs> – yeah. and, he, and he was always that way. He was that way in Washington. I used he used to boil people. Boy, just like yeah. build, a, like a low build. simmer on a <laughs> I mean, low simmer. look
4: like at at the end of the game, he has like 30, 32, yeah, the meat's falling off the
1: bone. Seven. At the end. Three, I mean, he, he used to call that one play, right? I think it was left. like on the one free throw line. Oh, yeah. it would be like two down, clear, and he'd be like chanting, "Other side." Yes. I'm like, "Dang, okay, my bad. I know I ain't getting it." Whether it was Kobe, we're on our test. whether it was Andre Kirilenko, you know, Tayshaun Prince, he would just use one or two jab step moves, face up. Pull-up jumper, it was just it cold. It did not matter. Yeah. No, it didn't was, matter. It was tough.
0: Yeah, well, look, before we get going too much and get down memory lane like the three of us Cam, I want to talk a little bit about your experience this year. Uh, I, had the, I had the pleasure of going to the finals my first two years and losing, so I completely understand where you're going, where you're coming from. Channing never had that type of success. I don't know if James Jones did. He just won championships. But take me through, like, this experience. <laughs> take me through this experience this year. You know, you, you had last year, you had the bubble, you guys were kind of building something, and then this year you come in. And d- did you kind of know what was it different when you guys added Chris Paul? Was there something that you're like, oh, this year is going to be different?
3: Yeah, um, I think the bubble gave us a lot of confidence mm-hmm. going forward. But I think we're on record of saying, like, I know there's a couple of clips, a couple of interviews we did early in the season. They're like, you know, typical preseason stuff. But they're like, how like how far do you guys think you could take this? And we're all looking at each other like, all the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, We had a lot of confidence, and we had a lot of guys and guys that fill different roles, guys that do a lot of things. So going into the season, I think I think we were there. I think we knew what we had a chance to compete for. Uh-huh. Well, did you did you really understand
0: how hard it is? Because that's what you know, Champ and I. Like, we, you know, we we been through the battles chanting all of us had been in playoffs before and this was really your i know the bubble was kind of an introduction to it but like did you guys fully understand how like much of a roller coaster emotionally physically like not having chris for certain portions and just you know did you understand how like emotionally draining like a finals run is no
3: but (laughs) they all told us champ cp everybody jay everybody that had been to these points had told us that all these things are possible. So, I think in guys that hadn't been there, myself, Mikhail, Book, DA, in a playoff-like situation, yeah. just assumed everything was going to be cranked to the max. So, yeah. it's like, noth- like, don't let anything catch you by surprise. So, mm-hmm. can't say we're specifically like, oh, we know exactly what's going to get thrown at us, but we're like, all right, throw whatever, throw whatever it takes at us.
1: What is one thing that you realize about yourself, like – in a good way where you're like damn i didn't know i could go that hard or if i just lock in defensively or if i you know lift this type of way like what is one thing you discover about yourself because until you get pushed to those limits Mm -hmm. right you're not going to figure that out right because you're just going to say okay i know i can shoot the corner three i know i can go left but when you start playing guys up in higher levels you go western conference finals finals People know your scatter report, so are you going to go right and cross back over left? You know, like, what is one thing that you discovered about your game and
3: yourself uh, through that playoff run? One thing in specific um, for me was the defensive concepts and rotations and Mm -hmm. how they kind of ratchet up, obviously, as the playoffs come along because you know the other team's trying to run. You know their personnel. Like, as much as they know our tendencies, we're 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 understanding their tendencies. And so the – watching it all come together and, and really putting so much focus into understanding one team, <laughs> yes. six or seven players. You start to it, hate them. It, it's fun. Oh, you start to it's hate fun. It's, it's fun. And you, and you feel like you learn so much about defense in general. I mean, you, you can listen, play all your life, right. but I learned probably more defensively in that two months than I had the whole rest of my, my career. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. so, like, like having Champ and, and having veterans, because, like, like Champ, I, I know you're in the front office, but I know you are an involved front office. Like, I know you communicate with the guys. Like, you're telling them what you see. Like, did you see a change in your young players from, like, the beginning? What, what was the message that you were kind of telling them that, like, hey, we can do this, but this is something that you have to pay attention to. It's going to be fucking hard. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. What was something that you were kind of communicating and then you were like, Oh, they. I think they might. They might be listening and understanding. Compete on the
4: strength of your fundamentals, right? Okay. So I always talk about. He talked about defense. Like more than anything in the playoffs, it's all defense. Yeah. Your best players are going to take the shots. You know, Chris is going to take twenty shots. Devin's going to take twenty shots. You're going to get three or four. Mm-hmm. You have to take three or four really good shots, and you can't make mistakes on defense, because in the playoffs, one bad rotation is a run. You're subbed out. You don't uh, play. And you so might not play another game. What, <laughs> I, what I saw with our younger guys from feeling. the first uh, playoff series, first game was just their attention to the defensive rotations. Mm-hmm. And so you see some instances where five, six passes, I'm thinking like, all right, young guy, weak side, low guy, it's going to be a breakdown. And they are in the right spot. And I'm wow. like, okay, I'm in the next game. Same thing, eight passes. Low guy, supposed to tag, close out, force some baseline. I'm like, I was expecting that to be a wide open shot, yeah. and we made them do something differently. Okay. You know? And so like I had a chance to see them in those defensive moments where I'm expecting, like, all right, that's PG. Uh-huh. And PG is going to win this matchup. And I'm like, oh, he held his own.
0: Yeah.
4: That's growth for our young guys. And I said, okay, if, if they're comf- comfortable and confident in those moments now, I can't imagine what they're going to be like after they review the end we of this series and gain confidence
0: and say, "Hey, man, we just did that." Oh man, watch well, out! And, and beating the Lakers now, now, now beating the Lakers in the first round—that that we understand respectfully that they weren't a hundred percent, but you still beat the Lakers. LeBron James was on that floor. Uh, they had a ton of guys with a ton of experience, and they were the defending champs. Like when you guys—and and, look—I know sometimes that people say, "Oh, you're too young." to really know what's going on. I was like, no, that's you out your damn mind. Like, if anything, I'm young and somewhat starry-eyed, right? Like, what was that like going against, you know, the greatest player of this era, defending champion, defending finals MVP? Like, did that ramp up your focus? Was that something that you were kind of – did you have that
3: moment where, like, holy shit, like, we're playing against the Lakers in the playoffs? Um, I, it wasn't until – we won the series, and that, that was the first time LeBron has lost in the first round. Yeah. But it was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. You realize that it's never easy to beat a team led by LeBron James in the yeah. playoffs. You know that going in. Yeah. That's why me um, and Champ
0: and Channing kind of like attached our. Attached no, it's like, hey, and yeah. it's great. Come on, yeah, come like, on, come on, big fella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: look, I mean, <laughs> so we had seen them at the end of the regular season. Yeah. And you could tell that it just felt like we were destined to see them in the first round and you could tell that the chippiness is starting to come into play and all that. So I think for us, like I said before, we didn't know what to expect. So you give us LeBron James and Los Angeles Lakers in the first round and we don't have anything to compare it to. All we know is that we got to go out there and try our best. Yeah. Give everything we got, pay attention. Um, That scouting report for that, you know, couple days in between, you know, the end of the season, that first game was so detailed. I mean, I'm, We'd sit there with with coaches and go over rotations and and assignments and if you're guarding this guy do this if you're guarding that guy do this if he gets <laughs> the ball the elbow forcing this way rotation to come. and it's like all these sets of rules and we're just like people don't understand. right that. like
1: all right, yeah, yeah you okay. are, you build makes so run. much more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you can't do that during the
3: regular season. No, <laughs> you don't have that much time. You have to time. That's a right. difference. That's my <laughs> playoffs if are that, different. If you put all that effort into one team. You got another team the right. next He's night. are like, oh, like
1: wait, let's do these rotations. Then you are going to play like old school James Harden Houston (laughs) where it's no rotations can you guard James Harden tonight
3: so what's going on that like really digging deep into LeBron's tendencies really digging deep into AD's tendencies Mm -hmm. and what they do it was I mean you see what makes LeBron James one of the greatest basketball players of all time yeah and for him to be doing that you know He's been in the league since I was seven. Twenty-two
0: yeah. years. Twenty-two years. Yeah, well, okay, so <laughs> so now you understand because yeah. you might not be a vet per se from like your years, but you once you go on a postseason a run, petty. but yeah, once well he's thirty-seven years old, he's right. in his second year, and like once you go on, once you're a vet from a playoff standpoint, you kind of like approach the regular season. Yeah, I took a shot at you. I, you take you it. Get you take. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, to it. it. It's on, okay. Man. It's alright. But, like, once you get there, you're kind of like, man, this regular season ain't shit, right? Because it's like you start to understand that your brain has a different gear. Like, oh, yeah, they'll get us night, but this was three games and four nights. But once we get to lock in, there's a confidence that you guys get as a group what was something that you guys talked about, like, privately? Like, when the coaches were gone, when this was gone, was was there a level of accountability for each other? Was there a level of picking each other up? Because even in that first round, I believe you guys were down yep. – was it 2-1? 2-1. You were 2-1. down 2-1 at one point in yeah. time. LeBron over there shimmying. Yeah. He over there salsa dancing and stuff. You know, what like, what, what was that kind of like, hey, we got to pick ourselves
3: up? Well, we all watched the Lakers-Warriors together at CP's house. Mm-hmm. That's smart. And – at halftime of the game, it was like a giant meeting. Yeah. Just everybody just huddled around outside. It was basically like, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. Like, w- either one of these teams will be playing, and guys who have been in the playoffs before say what you need to say, and guys who hadn't say whatever you felt like you had to say. And I remember Jay, like, saying, guys, I just came out for championship run, and the biggest thing that that is required is that kind of connectedness, that kind of ability to withstand – going down two to one in a series and being able to bounce back. And then he looked at all of us and he was like, I need to know that, you know, when, when we're on the court together, that if I look around the court, I know that y'all have my back. Cause y'all will know that I have your back. Mm-hmm. And so just moments like that kind of set the stage for us. I felt to be able to handle whatever was thrown at us and, and to just go out there and compete. And I think we carried that throughout the, throughout the whole entire playoffs mm-hmm. anytime, you know, whether it would be CP missing some time or guys getting nicked up or, or teams winning games that, you know, were close ones or hard-fought ones. Yeah.
0: No, no. Go ahead, Jenny.
3: So the Suns culture has
1: been, you know, I was here in 2010, I think to 14, 15, and that was a different culture. It was a winning culture, right? Not obviously not to the NBA finals, but we won a lot of games when we had a healthy team um, with Steven Grant and Amari were here. Mm-hmm. And so the new culture of this team, what is that? And how do you continually to, the right word isn't engage it, but how do you put another step on top of that this year?
3: I think the the biggest thing is we're we're a working team, Hmm. and we're a team, too. So you hear a lot of when you get to the NBA, it's super individual. You know, you're not going to have a great relationship with your teammates. But I think our whole team has a – Those are bad teams, by the way. Yeah, those yeah, right. are yeah, bad things. T- 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 those are only bad things. T- t- yeah, thing yeah those are t- bad
1: things. T- 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 yeah. People are like, oh, well, oh if it's, it's, you're a lottery pick, you usually go it, it to a boo boo team. Some people
3: say it right? takes <laughs> away your love of the game, the business side, all these things. But my two years here, like, it's felt more like college where you have relationships with your teammates, you spend time with them, and you, like, you know, you honestly feel like you're you're playing for the city, you know, you're playing for your guys around you. Rather than just going out. It's, it's, a, like great a, Ooh, it's a, a great city to play for. Oh, it's a great city. I love it here. It's a yeah, great, yeah, it here. It's it's here. A great we're city. We're both from Phoenix. No, well, well, Yeah, we're both from Phoenix. Yeah, both Phoenix you didn't Phoenix.
1: do your you research, but that's okay.
3: I, 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 knew, I knew he was from Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he went to a 4A. 4A school. He to a school. I was school. the best player in the state. Don't pay. What what is
1: that
0: Lottery player of the year? One of us was a McDonald's All-American. Oh, one of us was a lottery pick. I blossomed later.
3: My school in high school is called Moon Area High School. There we go. see, yeah. Come on, man. To the
0: moon. To the, the moon. moon. Ah, uh, no, okay. Well, the ch- well, Chan- to the point about Chan- Channing talking about culture, like Greg Popovich used to joke and say, you know, the Spurs were like a college culture. You with your success, and I, I and I just can't. I can't state it enough. Like, you played in the league for 14 years. 14. You only – where you were never on a team with a losing record. Nope. And you only missed the postseason one time. No. When you played with Channing. <laughs> it was which, right. which, again, like, still don't, don't get me myself. wrong. Like, if shit's going to go bad, it's going to go bad with Channing around. But so, no, like, we are get still that. 500, though. We're yeah, well, a rebuilding ooh. team. No, well, okay. Anyways. In the West. How, young like, Brandon. When young, when young you, when you so So, point is. being of that is you were around – Great cultures. Like, it's hard in the NBA to win. It's hard to be consistently good. And it's not like you were on a bunch of teams. You were in Indiana, and I remember those teams. We played against you guys in the postseason in the Miami teams. Then all of a sudden you go to Portland. So you, you, you were on a lot of success. How did you try and take all the pieces from those different cultures and start implementing them here in Phoenix?
4: I mean, well, all those teams had a common thread. Every guy on that team loved to compete. And at everything, basketball related. And mm-hmm. so when you stepped on the floor and you're playing one-on-one, you got, every guy wants to win. Yeah. If you're playing five-on-five and you're keeping score, who's getting defensive stops, Yeah, every team wants to win. You don't find very many guys on our team. You won't find a guy on our team that's like, oh, yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> you, can, you can have that one. I'll Come get on. the next one. Yeah. Um, and that's that culture of work and com- com- competition. And mm-hmm. so – if you think about like college environments, usually when you're in college, all guys do is play basketball and compete at everything. Horse, mm-hmm. one-on-one, sprint drills, yeah. suicide drills. And so we wanted to make sure that we had the types of guys that would embrace work and competition. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where they shine. And so when we you look at us on the floor, some nights we're going to be outmanned physically. Some nights we're going to have more talent than us. But our guys will always step on and say, hey, they won't out-compete us. They won't outwork us. And that's where they get their confidence.
0: So one 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 more. With when we're talking about Chris Paul having the dinner at the house, right? That sounded like a hundred dinners we had yeah. during our champ <laughs> we dinner some drinks and like it was but it was you know we would go over to bronze house or we would go over to k love's house and we would just do a dinner and just be around each other and even when we were annoyed with each other we yeah. couldn't stand each other or like people were beefing not in like a negative way like in a brother way like we understood the importance of being around each other the chris paul addition like having that leader there what was that what did what did that mean? And like do you see similarities because I've never played with Chris Paul. So like but you know he's obviously a Hall of Famer, he's a legend, but like are there similarities between him and Braun and how they try and bring people together to push towards a goal? Oh uh, yeah,
4: they care about their teammates. Yeah. Right. And and that's the most important thing for them is is not just winning, but helping their teammates win. Right? Mm-hmm. And and there aren't any limits to how far they'll go to help their team win. So if that means having dinner's great that means bringing guys in and listening to them, if that means spending extra time away, like going to a guy and meeting a guy where he is to bring him up to where you want him to go, mm-hmm. that's what those guys do because that's their nature. Their nature as leaders is to, to lead a team to victory. And so having Chris, a guy that, if you ask anyone that's ever played with Chris, they're like, he's the most competitive guy. All he wants to do is win, but he doesn't want to win for himself. Yeah. He wants to win for the team. and And it's genuine. So it's not tough to take criticism from him because you know where it's coming from. It's not, hey, you're holding me back from winning. He's like, no, this is holding you back from winning. So listen to me. So that's that's why he's been so instrumental for us. I, th-
1: I think one thing that I've always noticed about you is your assessment of talent is pretty dang spot on, right? And I've uh, watched as you you know, worked your way pretty quickly up to you, know, you obviously got executive of the year or whatever. But like for me, just uh, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just, this is why Channing you know, just, is the whole cry. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, right. you got the MVP you're or whatever, but you're a good one. player. You're, you're a, good, right. You're, right. you're, right. you're
1: right. But for me, right? <clears throat> and we we talk about everything whenever we see each other. You know, you always have friends or teammates who like when you see them, you feel like you've never I've seen you every single day. Right. It's just one of those things. And so, talked about college. What is one thing you look for in college players or guys you want to draft or guys you want here? Right? What is like two traits or three traits? Again, you said competitiveness, yeah. you said they want to compete. What are some other things? So people listen. It's like, hey, you don't have to be the best shooter. Right. You don't have I to mean, be the best rebounder, but you got to compete. You got to try.
4: Those, so those are behaviors, right? Right. The competition, the working part. Like, those are just your actions. It's your, your behavioral pattern. Like, you're going to come every day and you're going to give what you have. I look for capacity. Like I'm, you know, I, I think what happens in, in, in our game too much is people talk about potential. Yeah. A guy potentially can do something. Yeah. He can't shoot now, but if he works at it in two years, maybe he'll be able to play. Well, I understand as a player at this level, when you're playing with the, against the best in the world, you have to have something you can hang your hat on every night that gives you confidence that if I do what I'm supposed to and I continue to work on these other things, I can survive. And so for me, I look at a college guy who has experience, he's been there three or four years, has demonstrated over three or four years, he can rebound at a, at a high level. He can pass at a high level. He can shoot at a high level. I'm confident when he comes in, he'll say, okay, I may not be bigger than him. I may not be faster. It may take me time. make t- take time for the game to slow down. But my identity is I know I can score. And I've been scoring for three or four years. And even when things are bad, I can lean on that. So I'm looking for guys that, have the capacity to do the things that translate here. If you can defend, there are m- multiple ways to defend, be a team defender or whatever,
1: but that's what it's about.
0: This episode of Road Tripping is brought to you by Bourbon Time. Even if you don't have a traditional nine-to-five schedule, there is no denying that this past year has changed the way that work and rest intersect. Without a designated office to come home from, We're missing that natural break in our days. Our friends at Jim Beam recognize this phenomenon and they wanna help us out. Beat the burnout and start blocking off the hour of six to 7 p.m. as your me time where you can do what you love for you and only you. And what better way to spend my me time than with my feet up, enjoying a nice smooth glass of Jim Beam. So let's make the idea of bourbon time a reality. Join me in reclaiming 6 to 7 p.m. as the happiest hour so you can do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if that involves a glass of bourbon, remember to drink Jim Beam responsibly. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont. Kentucky
2: the NFL is back and FanDuel Sportsbook is celebrating with 40 to 1 odds on any week 1 game who doesn't want to win $200 on a $5 bet this is no Hail Mary it's that simple new customers get 40 to 1 odds when you place your first wager on any team to win FanDuel is sports betting made simple the app is so easy to use plus when you win you'll get paid in as little as 24 hours to get you started here's who I'm taking for my Week 1, 40 to 40-1 bet. Rams over the Bears. Obviously, week 1, Sunday night football. You've got the first night, first game in SoFi Stadium, Matt Stafford. I know there's a lot of conversation about the quarterback situation with the Bears. I'm taking the hometown Rams. Hey, offers like this, they're just one of the many reasons I love betting the NFL on FanDuel. Number one rated sportsbook app in America. Easy to use, safe and secure, fast payouts. See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. They're always hooking you up with exclusive odds boosts, great promotions, and so much more. Just sign up with promo code ROADTRIPPIN and you could win $200 on a $5 bet. That's promo code ROADTRIPPIN exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer, 21 years and older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, or Virginia – or West Virginia, new users only. $10, first deposit required, must wager in designated offer market, max bonus $200. Bonus for Tennessee users, fulfilled in-site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires in 14 days after receipt. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, or Virginia. 1 800 9 with it, Indiana. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline, 1 800 889 9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1 800 next step or text next step in all caps to 53342 in Arizona.
0: We're so excited to be here with FanDuel uh, at the Footprint Center launching the sports book. I'm here with Cam Johnson, James Jones, and of course Channing Frye. So Channing just kind of glossed over the executive of the year thing. <laughs> but like he's like, "Oh, look like I know you won the executive of the year and thing." I was like, "What? 2 years ago." That was whatever, yeah. it was 15 minutes ago. My point is this. As you're not there, Cam, so you're going to have to hold on here. Yeah. As former players, and I can know this and Channing knows this, we know basketball is what we did, who we were, how, how, where does this rank that award? I know you didn't win the championship this year, but like, as far as like looking for that validation and respect in your new craft, what did that like award mean?
4: I mean, it meant a lot for for, for me um, personally, just because it's something that you don't. I didn't set out to do that, mm-hmm. um, and and more importantly, I I feel grateful for my teammates yeah. I call my coaches, my players, everyone that works for us for their efforts and their abilities because without your team being good, mm-hmm. without winning games, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And so they won that award for me yeah. and like it just gives me, you know, it just energizes me to go out and do as much as I can to help them yeah. uh, because it's a team effort. But it's definitely something Did that... Did you
0: get something nice for Cam? Because Rod Thorne, when he drafted me, he won Executive of the <laughs> Year Right, and then he got us a gift. Cam, did he get you anything? No, I um, got him. A trip to the finals. A trip yeah. to the finals. Oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah, oh, yeah. see, contract, so must, be see, contract must be coming up. See, that contract must be coming up. i Did anybody ever get executive of the year while you no. were playing on the team? No. 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 I'd say CP is a gift. Yeah. CP. CP. Oh, CP yeah. was definitely a gift to you guys. Yeah. Look, and this is where I was so fortunate. My rookie year, I get drafted, and I had Jason Kidd, yep. who is – a similar type floor leader, like a yeah. competitor, like playmaker. So, like, it makes the game so they much shortcut easier. the game. It the makes they the, short, game they make the game easy. The game's like, a shortcut. Yeah. It's just like this segment. Really you do this, that. and that we're going to be weird. fine. I'm going to do everything you else. You did have that. What? At St. Mary's. You had, <laughs> you had, you had, you had <laughs> Stephon
4: Monberry.
1: And, we had a lot of other things. We had a lot of turmoil. That's what we, had. we had a lot of turmoil, Richard. I was over at hanging out at Richard's house more often, complaining <laughs> about my team. Like, damn, this can't be real life. And then Malik Rose would be like, "Cheney, this is not how the NBA is." Well, Malik <laughs> came from he came from San, San Antonio, Antonio, which it was, was a very like, different what culture is going place. On? Um, oh boy! Yeah. yeah. When you're on a bad team, sometimes it just it does make you you be like, "Dang, I don't know if
0: I love that." So, so hitting <laughs>
1: this <laughs> whooping by fifty ain't it.
0: So I want to talk uh, about some of your. As you, as you say, Aiton, our Arizona boy, wildcat, number one pick. He made some tremendous growth this year. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to sit up here and say that I have complained about DeAndre before when I saw him shooting threes. and When I saw him shooting, it doesn't mean he's not skilled or doesn't have that ability. But I'm like, this dude's built like David Robinson, like like. Yes, that should be in a that should be a cherry on top of what he can do. But like when you guys brought in Chris Paul, and you could see kind of like how his game started to really mold into a dominant. Dominant big man, not just a roll you know, roll, roll to the rim, but post moves, some post work. Like, was there like an individual thing that you had a conversation with him because his game started to evolve in a, in a much quicker once in, in the, probably the last 18 months.
4: I just told him to try to, I tried to simplify for him and tell him to focus on the things and the areas where he could dominate. Yeah, right. Like, you, if you think about where he can excel the most, those are the areas where we he can help our team. Uh, our team is built on the perimeter, and the entire interior is, is his. So if you, you, you want to score down there, you're not fighting and competing with anyone else. Yeah. We'll concede that There's team. no one else that posts You just out. have to go and, uh, and, uh, and attack that. And so it's like, don't stand on the perimeter shooting threes. Yeah. Our, our, our guards will do that, and you won't find them down there trying to post up and take your jump hooks. Yeah. So he, he embraced that, and I think with Chris and, and our, our, our teammate, just the chemistry amongst our team, it allowed him to find his zone. Because you know, with big guys, all yeah. the big guys it's want wor- to. It's nothing to worse the than big men that just want to oh, stand Channing, outside those fucking shoes. you got a straight ratchet. <laughs>
1: they just straight ratchet. They just want to be on the perimeter. <laughs> when, when you're in camp, camp's looking at, hey, looking hey, at hey, you listen, like now, like, are you a good shooter? The no, reason I'm the way I am is because of this guy. He goes, Channing, if you're gonna be a specialist, be a specialist. There is a there is room for you in this league for a long time. And I said, really? He goes, man. When I was in Phoenix, we did this. Channing, you have an opportunity. Where did I go next year? I came to Phoenix and absolutely barbecued the whole league <laughs> and barbecued on the rest. And we want to chip on it. Because if you can't double team the best player, then that guy then it's not on me. Right. Then we're playing four and four. That is a skill, that is a thing that teams will pay a lot of money for. Playing four and four with a guy like Devin Booker and DeAndre Eden Rowland will make you Lots of millions yeah. of dollars. So don't be fool all this. I'm not posting up. I'm playing with Kevin Love and Braun and Tristan. I don't need to go down there. Come on out here to Fry Island. Chenna, I play with you in 2K. Oh, okay. Oh, Did you play are. with Richard? Did, Did you, do you do
3: Richard? Did you ever win? No, you don't play with Richard. Nobody plays. Come on, man. My corner To have three. a big in 2K <laughs> that can shoot. And it sometimes just a oh. it's just It's just yeah, yeah. Ah, that's good. <laughs> so saying, right.
0: But uh, or now
4: you got uh, to drink you know, that yeah. water. But, but D.A. found his water. own. He found his own. He we, did. And, and, oh. that was, that and was I was so
0: happy. I was so happy because it was like I saw him dominate Arizona, mainly on the interior. But he's skilled. But it's yeah. like, like David Robinson, when you make that comparison, it's like the physicality, the size, the ability to run. It's not like a – like David Robinson wasn't Shaq. He was a skilled big man. You know, we're older, yeah. so it's the Rick Smiths, yep. it's the Patrick Ooh, Ewings. Those I are the guys. Know, that's like, you know, no one's trying to take away your growth of your skill, but, like, you can see that there was a trend of, like, more not to your point. The area where you could help the team most or yeah. where they needed the most help wasn't getting the most attention. Correct. Right? And that was the part for me where I'm like, dude, you could be one of the best big men of this era for the next 15 years because he's only, what? 22. Wait, he's like 16 right now? 23, yeah. I'm not great with guessing yeah. ages. Like, it's <laughs> not great. It's close. There's something, something, <laughs>
1: around, something along those but, lines, but uh, go ahead. I'll say, as a big man, the most dangerous and the, most, and the best part that feels great is when your mind is quiet. When you go out to a game, you don't have to do anything that is, like you said, a, I'm not trying to do a little bit of you, a little bit. Of, when I saw him catch the ball, look, take a dribble, and finish over a two-guard that was on the bottom weak side, I was like, he gets it. He's not in a rush. He's not trying to, like, dunk on three people. You have a He's mic in your mouth. <laughs> oh, sorry. <My laughs> He's not trying He's, to do this. I felt like <laughs> his mind was quiet in it a was. sense where was. he was like, I just got to run here, do this. I catch. I look in a corner. Nobody's there. Then I look. Oh, you a little you a little shrimp? Get this baby out the street. Finish. And when he started doing that, teams were like, oh, dang. we Aww. can't rush him. Yeah. Right? Then he was catching the, oh, behind the lobs. And he was just doing things that were so simple that he goes, he started to get his confidence from it. And then his energy started changing defensively where he was stopping the, stopping the ball and then getting back to his man on the lob, right? Which is one of the hardest things to do in the NBA as a big man, especially when you have guys rolling behind you. Especially when you're you're
0: as athletically gifted as yourself. (laughs) That ain't me. Listen, I'm a
1: positional defender. I'm in the right position. Me playing defense has to be I'm there, coach. I'm there. I just can't move. Right? Gotta get the knees. I gotta,
0: I gotta get, get the get knees. The, I gotta down. get. I gotta get the, the flex all on the yeah, knees. Yeah, that's
1: not what I'm in there for. You take this too. I'm gonna. i be up one. by the time we get back down, there.
0: <laughs> Cam. I want. I, I'm sorry, Cam. This, this, is a bad oh, oh, this the right locker there. room was the, like this. Yeah. The, this oh, it the, louder with Shump and Kyrie. Enjoyed Congratulations it. on Shump on Dancing with the Stars. Does that mean he's done basketball? Yeah, he's doing Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Yo, <Chump laughs> Chump, you didn't know that? It was on the text chain. I did not know that. It no. was on the text chain. I did chain. not I know that. Te- Congrats. Okay. Congrats, Congrats man. That's kind of, like, first of all, he's going to win it. He'll That's win. That's I literally He'll said win. on the He'll text chain. I'm like, wow, Shump going to win. win. Uh going to win. Cam, I want to ask you, okay, everybody learns a lot, this and that. What did you l- learn the most? And don't take this the wrong way, which is always a bad way to start a question. Yeah. What, what did you learn the most from your <laughs> loss in the finals? No, 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 I mean this respectfully because like you you're trash. But like hear me what out. Did you hear learn? hear me out. Let me give you an example, no, Ken. No, Let me give joking. you an example. When we lost to the San Antonio Spurs my second year, mm-hmm. Steve Kerr mm-hmm. crushed us. Speedy Claxton crushed us. Like Steve Kerr came in the game, hit two threes, we could no longer double team Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan goes for 20 it's like 20, 20, 10, and 9. You almost had a quadruple double in game six of the finals. So going into the 2016 final, what I remember is thinking to myself, 8 through 12 are going to have an impact in this series. Because I saw the last time I was in the finals, 8 through 12 had a big impact. So I go in, and Champ, champ will attest to this. I went in, got some garbage time. They gave me five minutes because we, oh. we were getting blown out. We were getting blown out. So they gave me five minutes at the end of the game, because they said, and I just went super hard. Richard was going. I, I was going super hard like it was game one. <laughs> I was like. you was playing forward. You I play was fast forward. I was going super hard because I remember, like, I'm like, yo, like, this is not over. So then game two, get blown out again. So I get like seven minutes, and I'm going hard. He's going goes, super hard.
1: Garbage time etiquette, he broke all of broke it. all the rules. I'm <laughs> trying to <laughs> dunk on people. Yes. I'm doing everything. to the free throw line. We just, like, man, come on, we down
0: 30. And so now, fast, fast, fast forward to game three. Kevin Love gets a concussion. Oh. And and uh, um, our, what's our coach's name? Tyron. Yeah, that was his name. T. Lou goes, man, well, Richard's played. Who should we start instead of Kevin? It's like, well, Richard's played well in the minutes that he had. And then that ultimately gave us a little bit of momentum. We went small and, and that worked. So I learned a lot in my loss to the Spurs because six through, I may mean, want to say eight through 12 had an impact. So I came in thinking like, okay, I'm on the eight through 12. Don't take shit for granted. come in, lock in. You get five minutes, go hard. You get two minutes, go hard. Cause it's going to have an impact. So, I say all that. Did you learn something from your loss that you feel like moving forward could actually give you something, you know, to grow on?
3: Um, yeah, I did. Um, I think a big part of that was just figuring out how to stop teams and figuring out how to stop something different. Mm-hmm. The, the Bucks presented us with different challenges than, than we had seen most of the playoffs, um, and, and a lot of it was their size. Yeah. And – you learn that, you know, guys like Giannis are, are pretty good. <laughs> and when they really get going and hit every free throw, too. It's a wrap. Then it, it makes it a lot harder. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a lot harder to kind of force them to do what you want them to do. And mm-hmm. we still have arguments about what we could have done better, what worked, what didn't work. Those will what haunt was, you for
0: the rest of your life. We'll, They'll never change. We'll always in, a, in a positive we'll, way. We'll yeah.
3: start talking, and the yeah. next thing you know, tempers are flaring, because I'm like, we, <laughs> I mean, we should have done this. And I'm like, well, if we would have done this. Yeah. And... I think it's just that cumulative experience, that cumulative experience, the being so close. And and when I look at it, I see game four where Mm -hmm. we're up nine with 11 minutes left. That hurt hurt me for you guys. Right in the beginning of the fourth quarter, we're up six with a couple minutes left, and you just see them chipping away. Not that we didn't know it, but just the importance of possessions, just the importance of possessions, how you're right there so much, but it turned into four straight losses. Yeah. Um, And then, and buckling down on it, but it's the experience. It's the experience of it. And, um, and just taking away all those lessons from, and remembering that feeling, that feeling that we had walking off the court Uh, in game six, because you don't, you don't realize the feeling. You don't, it doesn't set in until you, the buzzer rain starts to, like, like, five seconds left, you might see down seven, but you're like, Something can, can happen. Something yeah, can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So when that confetti starts coming down and, and you're walking off the court and they start celebrating, it's immediate, right? It's immediate. And Sucks. it's just like.
1: Because you're so locked in. When you finally take those blinders off, you're like. You
3: see it. Sorry.
1: You see it. You see it. And then even for me, I scream, we're up four. And I'm so locked in, like, somebody got a contest. <laughs> and then somebody goes, "We're up four. I said, "No, do no, it. No, get contest. the rebound." You don't want to contest. That's the actual complete <laughs> I mean, opposite. I'm thinking, but know. I'm so locked in, like to every single. Yeah. I do. James was there next yeah. to me, and I asked Spiro, "I was like, hey, I got to go to the back. I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm about to my heart, every possession." But like, and then in 17, that was a different beast, right? Because. Right.
0: We were me, like, me right, who me are we
1: going to double-team? Well, the greatest shooter of all time, me, just me to leave the greatest scorer T- of all
0: time. T- I saw T. Lou a couple days ago, and he was like, we were kind of talking, and he was just like, we were some other people. He's was like, man, yeah, Richard was trying to retire. I'm like, yeah, I want to retire. Then I was like, you know what? We got the best team in the league. Why yeah. am I going to retire? Right. I'm like, this Warriors team is great. They won, you know, 73 games. But I feel like if we play this team again, we can beat them. But they didn't show up with the same <laughs> <team. laughs> shit. They, the they showed up with one of the <laughs> baddest dudes that oh. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. there was, yeah. no yeah. Yeah. was no beating There's that team. There's no beating that There was no beating that team. There's no defensive. Yeah. No. Uh, no. Hell, he was like, you,
1: got, okay.
4: you have to get lucky and you have to be healthier. Like, yes. at, at that point, that's the only shot. But yes. That's You know, that's the finals. And oh. to, to Cam's point, when you go through that pain, what you realize is just one possession makes the difference. You make one shot. Instead of losing the game by one, you win by one. It's you, you make one shot or you don't turn the ball over. Instead of an 8 nothing run, it becomes a 6 nothing run, and you're able to make a shot, and you're able to change the dynamic of the game. So it comes down to possessions. Like one possession can be the difference between winning a title.
1: As a shooter, I remember Alvin Gentry. And, and come from Portland, I was still kind of discovering who I was as a player. And so I made a game-winning shot in Indiana the night before – and then the next night, we had a back-to-back against New Jersey. And I was like one for 16 or something like that. Just, Jeez. just died. Just like absolute, ew. ew. I wasn't a back-to-back guy. me. <laughs> so, Coach goes, Channing. He looked at me, and he goes, I'm going to you. And I said, ah. Right? <laughs> and he goes, Channing, if we're going to play in the street, and we have one chance to make one shot, one possession, you think you can make it? I said, any day of the week. So he goes, forget about the 17 you missed. You just got one. And I end up making it. And that changed my whole attitude. I was like, damn. Like, when it really counts, you know, especially as a shooter, you can miss all those. But if you have an opportunity to make that one that's important, it is something that you got to have put into work to, like, kind of forget all that mess, forget all that garbage and say, hey, we're going to retry this and I'm betting on myself for that one possession. So I, I, I would
0: never, it. like, but Channing, one thing that people, first of all, like, your lips are so dry. Are you okay? <laughs>
1: you want some water? I did drink water. Do you they want are some chapped. more? Yes. I'm we, not used we, to this humidity out here. Humidity? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it's there, it's oh. monsoon season. Yeah, it's monsoon. monsoon season. Yo, okay, so. A Habib so, as. Let's as, <laughs> get dry when it goes. So he said, I'm not used to the humidity in Arizona. Like, do y'all hear this shit? <laughs> okay, so, as two phoenicians right two kids that grew up here like the phoenix suns are everything there's been a bit of a drought you know no pun intended but what was it like feeling the energy in the city rise right like this is like this is arizona's different place but i would consider when when if they could pick any team to be great they would pick the phoenix suns over over the over the cardinals over the diamondbacks over the coyotes they would pick the phoenix suns what was the energy like from like your first year to all of a sudden y'all win the first round, second round? Could you go to restaurants anymore? Could you go anywhere? Was it just chaos?
3: Uh, yeah, they came out in full force. Yeah, that's the only way to put it. And my first year here, so I was coming from Chapel Hill. Yeah, so that's great ca- chaos. Chapel Hill, it's chaos. Yeah, you know, you're, it's it's decent. Uh, but when I got here, I was so under the radar, man. I could go places. Places, yeah. You're tall. You play basketball. Oh, I play sometimes. Oh, you look like you look like you should play more. I'm, yeah, I'll probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Stuff I, yeah. like that. But now, since 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 this season, since this finals run, it's Nowhere. been wild. Yeah. But you appreciate it because yes. these are the people that were packing the stands. These are the people that were packing the stands when we were in Milwaukee playing. Yeah. And, and especially after not having fans for a year. Yeah. For a whole calendar year. <laughs> and then them coming back in, this place was. Rocky. I
0: couldn't buy anything. I literally tried to buy some hats and jerseys for my kids. They were like, "Oh, we're sold out." And Nike, and Nike was like, "We're not. We we're not. We can't supply them again until the following season." Right. So like everything in every place around here was sold out. What was the? what give me one weird instance that happened. You're like, okay, yeah, this is different.
3: In terms of off the court,
0: no, yeah, just like going into a place and they—it was like right dinner. after
3: the finals. It was I was going to Costco because I needed to pick up some things <laughs> Okay, from house. okay, pick up a slice and of I pizza. Just, I some just wanted free to samples? take a quick—they don't do samples now. They're Costco. <laughs> oh, I forgot. My bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I love the Costco samples, So I was just trying to pick <laughs> up some things. Not. Like I needed a fan for the garage. Yeah. I needed this, that, and the other. Maybe pick up some food. I left. With maybe three things, you always go to Costco. You're gonna spend like three hundred dollars minimum. Yeah, I spent like fifty bucks. Cause, cause you gotta get I out. Had to get out. Yeah. I spent like forty-five minutes in there. like three things in my cart, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe just, out of Amazon. Maybe I'll just come a, Yeah, maybe I'll just <laughs> order it or yeah, come at a time when nobody's I'd, here. Yeah. And it, and you know, I if somebody's excited to see you and and yeah. you know, there's somebody that it, it might make their day. And if you can spend a minute to make their day, I'll do it. But then it was just like kind of the whole store, kind of <laughs> so just like, oh. everybody yeah. 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 He's in He's up in here. Like, yeah. you, <laughs> you a nice dude. Car. You yeah. a nice so dude, Cam. It, it, that was the that was the turning point because I hadn't been out and around during the finals. I was, you know, you go from the gym, home, sleep, recover, get back to the gym, and try to play another game, try to win a finals. Sh- you should have been
4: Chan's teammate because if you were, you wouldn't have those problems. Well, why you say that? The, the same, teams he played
1: on,
3: <laughs> 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 but it was, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. know, teams yeah, always
1: got done. You like, always got the jokes.
0: Uh,
3: okay, so let let let's let's I did
1: play on some crappy. Teams. You did play on some <laughs> shitty teams. Ooh, like, wow, like die some bad ones had to get better. You didn't win without me. So that's that that's
0: fine, say. but I went to a lot of playoffs. Races. I went to the playoffs like twelve times in my seventeen years. Like we yeah. got the same ring. Yeah, that's turn. fine. That's fine. So saw a lot of yeah. rebuilding. Yeah. we want forty-eight They're games. They're like, we need to rebuild. Playoffs. Who can we get? I want to close up and talk about next year, like. Not putting expectations on it. I want to talk about like your goals individually and then you well, I want you to talk about you. Then I want you to talk about the team. Yeah. And then channing.
1: I'm just here with chap lips, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cam. So like that's the, one of the fun things about the postseason is that when you have this type of like success. And it doesn't mean that you're averaging 25 through the postseason, but you understand. You understand now that you have another gear. Yeah. That, like, yeah. when I need to sit down in a stance, when I need to make that rotation, like, I know I'm capable. What is something that you want to add to improve to your individual game for your own growth? And then also, like, ways that you can contribute to the team and add that?
3: Uh, just playing more with the ball in my hands. Mm. Um, I have been very, very off ball mm. oriented. And we got guys that like to have the ball in their hands. So I just, you know, find shots opportunities where I can mm. but being able to play more with the ball in my hands has been has been a big focus I think I've made shots from year one to year two and I think I'll continue to make them going forward mm. just adding it just adding everything you know like like champ said you do your things you do them well you know your role um but for me I I, I take and I try to add in yeah. I try to just, ex- like, like you said, start with what I have, yeah. start with what I know I can do, what I can hang my hat on mm-hmm. at the beginning and end of the day, and then sprinkle the other things in as okay. I get you know, comfortable figuring out the team, the system. So I think these first two years have just, have just been great in terms of what I've been able to pick up, what I've been able to see that, okay, I need to be better at this. Okay, these opportunities present themselves. Okay, I can take more advantage of these opportunities. So just adding that in uh, and then continuing to... To, to compete on the defensive end. Because mm-hmm. I, I, in high school, college, like, I had the reputation of not defending anything. My coach, Jamie Dixon, pulled out a chair my freshman year in practice. Randomly at the beginning of practice, and just started yelling at me, me telling me I couldn't guard the chair. I'm like, Coach, you didn't even start practicing. I didn't have a chance to guard anybody. <laughs> by chair. the
0: way, by the way, I've known Jamie Dixon yeah. since I was like 15 yeah, years NAU, old. Yeah, so NAU, that's my yeah.
3: guy. Yeah, I just yeah. saw him a couple weeks ago yeah. in Vegas. Oh,
0: yeah, he was just, yeah, the coach yeah, yeah. there? Remember Goose? Yeah, and it was him and Ben Hallen? Him and Ben Hallen were at the team to to yeah. camp. Yeah. yeah, that was a big like everybody yeah, go up to flags after the team yeah, camp. It was a good time. Gassed. Oh god.
3: So since those days, it's always been like, all right, I'm gonna prove that I can. Yeah. And, and that, I think, has probably been, been my biggest improvement since I since college. Mm-hmm. And I think there's still a long way to go in terms mm-hmm. of uh, fully f- realizing that, fleshing that out, and, and, and getting to it there. Okay.
0: Sweet. Sweet. Champ, this year your team. Now you understand that last year was a, a different year. I think everybody understands that. It's it's part of the, the ebbs and flow of the NBA. You know, what do you want to see from this team? Where right? Like you – you guys ha- are going to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You're, you re-signed Chris Paul. You guys are bringing back all your guys. Like, championship is still the goal, right? But what what, what do you want to see as far as growth and improvement? Because it's hard to win a championship. It's hard to get to the finals every year. But you can still be gr- getting better every single year.
4: Right. I've, so, for me, it's like we said before last year, which was having championship moments every game, right? Mm-hmm. Every game should be a championship experience. You should learn something that can, you can add to your toolbox that will help you when you re- get in a championship moment. But if you look at teams, like the way I think about it is if we're going to continue to have this growth, your, your natural response is to say, okay, what do I add? Right? Before you say, okay, what do I double down and where can I become more efficient mm-hmm. uh, with my base? Mm-hmm. You know, So for us, we're a team that shares the ball. Can we be better mm-hmm. m- sharing the ball? You know, we're a great shooting team. Can we improve our shot quality? Those are the things that we do well. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to do those well, but even more efficiently before we add things. Because the first thing you assume is like, hey, last year we are a good offensive team, right? So we're gonna be good. We're gonna, if we just show up, we'll be yeah. just as good offensively as we were last year, this year, and if I can add to my game, if we can add this dynamic, maybe we can beat a team like Milwaukee. Well, that's not my, like every year is different. And the only way you get to that point is being true to who you are, more efficient with what you do, while throughout the course of the year, those championship moments, you stack it. So, like, that's my focus for our team. Defensively, we're a defense-first team. Let's not forget that. And then offensively, let's share the game a little bit more so that when we get into those moments, what like Cam said, it's just not Devin or Chris. Yeah. It's, okay, they can go Devin or Chris, but DeAndre can score in the post, and Cam can get up the bounce. And Mikkel can create on his own, and you look at guys come off our bench like Campaign. We want to be dynamic where they don't know where we're going to hit them, because we aren't a team. That yeah, your has versatility a is, is. We don't have a Giannis, yeah, yeah. right? And and we're not going to be that type of team. We're not going to try to play that type of way, because we're a team. We're a team first, like a, a collective.
0: That was a good answer, wasn't? That was, it? A, that was really a really good, good answer. Good answer. That's, like, yeah, yeah. that's like that's why he won Executive of the Year. Yeah, that's a smart guy. <laughs> or <So> whatever. <laughs> 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 Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, a little executive Aww. or nothing. All right. For yeah. Richard Jefferson, Channing Frye, and, you know, Allie Clifton, I, that was a terrible exit. I'm not good at this yet. Again, how do how do I exit? How do I close? You say, thank oh, you, guys. How does Allie normally close? Don't you just, isn't this road trip? Yeah. This another episode of road trip. Road no, trip. Road yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah, thanks. For that me. Me. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? We just did it. it. Bow. Bow. That's, that was our close. Yeah. Allie, we miss you. Like, you're normally here sitting in this chair, so. Uh, it takes some pressure off us. But guys, thank you. Nah, we thanks appreciate for you thanks for so much. Time. Appreciate, you, appreciate guys. you Good luck this year. Good so to see you time. guys. Yeah, great we'll to see, see you too. guys. Good, good luck, man. Hey, hey, you guys had a hell of a year, man. You too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank the Wagner family of Camus Vineyards for providing us with some of their delicious wines. In addition to Camus Cabernet from Napa Valley, the Wagners made a range of other wines from diverse parts of California. We recommend trying them all. We're really enjoying sipping on them during the podcast, and we're also sending our lucky guests some Camus and other wines made by the family after each show.